Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good morning. Welcome to the fourth day of SEC Football Media Days. We begin with Ole Miss coach Lane Kiffin in three seasons at Ole Miss. Lane has led the Rebels to three straight bowl appearances, ranked among the nation's leaders in offense, including number three nationally in rushing offense, number eight in total offense. As a collegiate athlete, he played at Fresno State under Pat Hill, was a quarterback there for three seasons. He also began his coaching career as a student assistant in 1997 at Fresno State. He's the son of renowned defensive mind Monty Kiffin. Lane attended Bloomington Jefferson High in Bloomington, Minnesota, where he played football, baseball, and basketball. He has two daughters, Landry and Presley, and a son, Knox. A full story, a full telling of the Mike Leach no tie story. As I shared Monday, we had the conversation backstage. Mike had a tie on. Later in media days, Lane arrived with no tie, emphasizing that I needed to run towards the Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin no tie attitude, which I've done this week. It's my honor to introduce to you, to begin our day four, Ole Miss head football coach Lane Kiffin. Thank you, Commissioner. Um, <clears throat> all right, so we're going into our fourth year here at Ole Miss, um, which has been a very exciting offseason for us. You know, really grateful to um, Keith Carter, athletic director, our chancellor, uh, Boyce, for um, keeping us here and believe in what we're building here and our Oxford, and our Ole Miss fans in the city of Oxford it has been awesome. So excited for this fourth year coming up. You know, to recap, we, we were on a really good run. Um, I'm not going to say a great run because we have extremely high standards, but, you know, coming off the 10-3 and three season and really last year we were 8-1 and one, and with the ball in our hands uh, to go down, I want to say the 14-yard line, first and 10, um, with a chance to beat Alabama, uh, to have a great home win and go to 9-1. and one. And so that was a really good run uh, for a season and uh, nine games there. And then I didn't do a very good job at the end of the year of keeping our team together. I think not as an excuse, but I set it up here a year ago, you know, the challenge is when you have such a roster overhaul and so portal heavy. And I've said I've always been concerned about culture issues when you do that because you don't have kids that have been there very long. So, um, and I said one of those challenges, even if you look at the NBA when they put together these good free agent teams, is if seasons don't go great, it's very hard to keep 
keep everybody playing at a high level because the ex expectations were so high. So I think down the down the stretch there, um, after the Alabama game, um, I didn't do a good enough job of finding a way to keep our guys playing at a high level because we did not play to our standards at the end of the season. So. Excited about this season coming up. There's been a ton of change. You know, 40 new scholarship players. It's kind of the world that we live in. I think everybody's experiencing that more than ever on their roster. Um, and I think every place has their own plan. And every place does things differently, I would think. I have to speak for myself, based off of what you need to do at that place to win. There's not this blueprint that's everywhere uh, that would be the same everywhere, in my opinion, um, because you got to figure out high school kids, junior college kids, and then portal kids, um, and where your numbers go there. And, you know, with the relief from the 25 initial scholarship counters every year, uh, that gets more creative of how you can put your roster together. For those who are not familiar, before there used to be a cap there, so you could not have these massive roster changes that you've seen at some places around the country. <clears throat> also, Pete Golding coming in on defense. We're really excited about that change and um, what he brings to bring him over from Alabama. I've had known Pete and people that worked with him a long time. Um, He's ahead of the game, very intelligent, really great recruiter as well. So there's some transition there with a lot of new coaches and a ton of new players um, and, and some that missed spring, like Cedric Johnson, who's here today, missed the spring. So this fall will be really important for us in all areas, but especially on defense, of putting all that together um, to play good defense. <clears throat> you know, some topics here that are out there and, you know, so I'm going to address the portal NIL, um, what I kind of call disaster that we're in. And so I know that question is going to come. And the reason why I break that down usually is because I do afterwards get a lot of feedback from you guys in the media um, or fans that they're appreciative, you know, of a coach that really addresses where it's at and what are the challenges with it. So, um, First off, I've always said I think it's phenomenal that players get a chance to get paid, um, which is great. I do think, which I've stood up here and said before when it first happened, that there's going to be some major issues and we're creating free agency um, with the portal. And with NIL, um, you've got a lot of pay for play going on and that is what it is. So. You know, those two things combining, there just is not a, a system uh, in place. And I don't think that there's any other sports at any level uh, that are like this, that really you every year can opt into free agency, really twice a year. And I mean, I was just thinking on a plane ride over here. What if you had that in other sports? You know, Tom Brady, Asia Wilson, Lionel Messi, LeBron James. What if every year those guys can opt into free agency twice a year, really, and they got no long-term contracts. Basically, everybody's not even on a one-month contract because they can leave in two windows. So um, it's just created a lot of issues and these roster changes. And I'm not complaining about it because we take advantage, obviously, of 
of free agency, but at the same time, I don't think that's really good for college football. These massive overhauls of rosters every year um, really is not in the best interest of college football. And then when you add the NIL at the same time, you know, we've created, I've said it before, we got different caps and no luxury taxes. So now we got professional sports, because that really is what we are, um, what's been created now. And there's no caps on what guys can make or what teams' payrolls are. So when this first came out, it said, all right, basically whatever programs have the most aggressive boosters with the most money are going to get the players. And now we're adding some states that now you don't have to follow NCAA and now the university can take their money and give it to the collective to give to the players. So now we really have pay for play that the biggest schools with the most donors, most aggressive, and the school wants to spend the most money paying the players for for play to come to their school is where we're at. So there's kind of your state of the union on the situation of what all coaches are dealing with around the country. Um, and really a, a poor system that, that isn't getting better now is going to get worse with this because, again, now we just <clears throat> look at recruiting rankings and you're going to see that they usually are going to follow this, you know, donor base and what schools are going to decide to give the most money to the players. So is what it is. We'll deal with it like we do with everything else, but somehow it's got to get fixed um, because there's no system around it. So, you know, we did a really neat thing this offseason with mental health training for our staff. Myself, our coaches' staff, everyone in our building uh, went through a class. And I know at first it may think, well, people may think, okay, well, that's a good recruiting tool that you can say, hey, which I didn't even know at the time, we're the first staff to do this, you know, that's trained in mental health and um, be able to say that to parents in recruiting. That was not the motive at all. It really, when I talk about, you know, creating a new box, not just thinking outside the box, we do that in analytics, we do that in all areas, I feel like in our program. We don't ever do anything because it's in that old book of how to coach and how to do things. In this mental health area, it really was not in that old school coaching book at all. You know, it was just, hey, shut up and go practice and play, especially in the sport of football. So um, just over the years of going through so many mental health issues with our players and coaches and not having tools and not having a really good system in place um, besides just sending them, you know, across campus. Um, you know, to, to a mental health specialist. So I was excited to do that and just excited for the education with that and the ability to see things and help our players um, is really neat because they just go through so much. Players always have, but now because of the social media and every play, um, everywhere, everybody's seen every play, our players go through a lot. I mean, I remember their kids, and they read all those things when fans or media say this play and they lost the game. And um, it, it's really challenging when you talk to the kids about how much that wears on them, um, as well as all the other issues they have to deal with. So that was pretty neat. And with that, I'll open up for questions.
Jake Thompson, the Ole Miss spirit, uh, laying the penalties and the end of the Tennessee kind of investigation with all that came out this past week. Obviously, your history with that program and other programs that kind of going through those penalties, just your thoughts on that overall. But I didn't take long. Um, I got a lot of thoughts on that case and the case at USC and the case at Tennessee and the penalties and all that. And I'm not really going to get into that. Um, we're here to talk about the Ole Miss team. You know, happy for Coach Heupel. I read where he was ecstatic about the penalties and the $8 million fine. So that kind of probably tells you about how severe the penalties are in their eyes. So um, I'm happy for them that they don't have to go through what we went through. Um, so good for them. Coach, we'll go into the middle second, just to your right, second row. Lane, hey, Joe Goodman, AL.com. I appreciate your candor on NAL. Um, you're the czar of college football. I, how do you fix it? And that's the natural follow-up to your State of the Union. Yeah, I don't like, you know, it's like I tell our staff, I don't like you to tell me the problems, but not the solution. So um, I feel like that in this one, um, that I don't have the exact solution because it is so complicated. And the commissioner, who's much more educated than I on these things, because I used to say they should be employees so they can have real contracts. So when you come, you know, you can sign somebody to a two, three, four-year contract, you know. And, um, but th there's way more issues. You know, that solves one problem. I think he said, but then it opens up five, ten more when they're actually employees of a university. So um, I don't have the exact answers. I've always said, when asked to shorten the windows, um, so at least we know what your roster is, and, and you know, not so not so many chances for players. Because really, I mean, I don't. I, like I said, I like the players get paid, but you don't. There's no other system like it. Like the player, I, I've told our players, I've told our our parents of our significant players, like it is a great time to be a kid or a parent okay with where college football is. I'm like, they'll probably eventually fix this, so you will be this one window of a couple years where you literally can leverage your program every window, and or you can go into, you can go into free agency and find the most money out there. And now we're seeing you really get paid three times if you want to. You can get paid coming out of high school, you can one-time transfer, go in, get the most money, get paid again, then you can grad transfer and get paid again. So eventually you're not going to be able to do that, I would think, um, and have that leverage basically every semester to do that. So I've told them it's an awesome time for them. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com slash TOC. 
code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions podcast network. The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Ufi Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Ufi Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Ufi Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Ufi Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Ufi Video Lock. Ufi Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Ufi Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Ufi Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season. And concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen light it up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tacova store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Coach will stay in the same section over on the right-hand side, right aisle, second row. Hey, Lane, Andy Wittry with On3. The Grove Collective is one of the seven that's formed a collective association, and they plan on introducing a revenue-sharing bill, or a model, rather. So similar to the last question, what are your thoughts on potential revenue-sharing in the future? Okay, that mic went a little bit in and out there. Can you repeat that? Yeah, the collective at Ole Miss is one of seven that has formed a collective association, and they plan to introduce a revenue-sharing model in the near future. What are your thoughts on a potential revenue-sharing model for college football players? Yeah, I mean, I think they're, again, almost like everything on this subject, there's good and bad to everything that comes in. Um, I I think that revenue-sharing, you know, on the surface would be great because the players are getting paid and it's coming from the money they're helping make the university. But again, I kind of try to think things through and the other things that happen when you do something, just like when everybody was like, oh, we got this NIL, it's great. And then, um, you know, in this portal, it's great. Oh, whoa. Like, and I'm not saying I was the only one saying, I'm like, whoa, this is a disaster coming because you just legalized cheating. And you just told donors they can pay the players. That's what you did. And then, you know, it's supposed to be set up well. It's really for your name, image, likeness, for your marketing. Again, that's not, what hap- that's not what's happening. They're getting paid to go to school. So it's paid for play. So <clears throat> the revenue sharing, 
sounds really good, and but then they're like, okay, well, we're going to revenue share, and then that's all they get. And I said, okay, well, wait. But then they're still going to have NIL, which really isn't NIL for probably 99% of the kids. They're not really getting the money for their marketing rights. So then revenue sharing would be good, but then you're still going to have this. So they say well, revenue sharing would make it an equal playing field, which is what Instable always wants to do, make things equal playing field. Well, obviously, is what we described with no salary cap and everybody operating off of different budgets. That's not anywhere close. So I don't know that that fixes it. It sounds good, but then you're still going to have, here's your revenue sharing pot that everybody's the same, but then here you're still going to have all this other money that donors can go give players or the way it is now. In some states, the school just funnels the money to the players. Coach, we'll go over here to our left on the near aisle. Good morning, Coach. Johnny Ballpark Franks with Franks Media here in Nashville and Huntsville. You know, for decades, head coaches have been reminding players don't do anything to embarrass themselves, their family, teammates, and the university. Now in this new college football world that we see with NIL, the transfer portal, how much more difficult is it, is it for a head coach to get that message across, not just to the student athletes, but also to staff members as well? Well, I think that's always challenging. I think the challenge now is everything they do is public, you know, so um, anything they do that maybe years ago, because the cell phone videos and everything, um, you know, didn't get out there, that basically you've got to figure that someone's watching and everything you do all the time. So it is more challenging for these guys. That is a great thing. Um, you know, one of the few things that are great about cell phones um, is that actually because now the players are held more accountable in everything that they do. So in that way, it's, it's gotten easier. Coach, we'll go straight in front of you, fourth row. Hey, Coach, I'm Marv Richardson from orangebloods.com. Coach, you and Steve Sarkeesian are obviously really good friends. I want to see if you can tell me maybe how uh, that friendship formed, if you have any good Lane Kiffin stories about that friendship, and, of course, your thoughts on uh, Texas joining the SEC. Well, it's Texas-Oklahoma. I'll go backwards there. Texas-Oklahoma coming in is amazing. I mean, um, I already look at our schedule or, like, when they put out the one for 2024 – and I, and I actually joked to Steve Sarkeesian yesterday about the scheduling, and I was like, well, I don't know why any coach would want to go to the NFL. Like, we're in it now. So, I mean, our schedule's like playing the NFL um, in the SEC now, especially adding those two. So, um, you know, hats off the commissioner for getting that done and making the super conference of all time. And really the way it's set up, it's really like it's – kind of everybody else and then that, um, you know, when you put together the competitiveness of the schedule compared to any other conference. Um, I've had a great relationship with Sark. Um, I've kind of said before, we kind of go both grew up fast uh, by being the USC experience and being part of Coach Carroll's staff and all the great players there. And, you know, I think 34 straight wins and if we can tackle Vince Young, you know, three straight national championships. So that was really cool um, to go through that with him. And then um, we've just always stayed close. I think he's doing awesome there. And, you know, the way he's flipped the roster and recruiting um, at such a high level and signing Arch, um, I think the, the future 
is extremely bright for Texas football. Coach, we'll go to this middle section to our right on the front row on the right out. Coach Dan Harrelson, Volswire. Uh, Brian Kelly mentioned this week about artificial intelligence having intriguing opportunities in recruiting in the future. What is your opinion on that? And really just not recruiting, like you said, the transfer portal to, to keep forming a roster each offseason to find the best players that, that match matches what you want to look for on the recruiting trail and in the portal. Well, I'm the first to say up here, like when I know a lot about a area, I'm going to answer if I don't, I don't. So the artificial intelligence and using that and recruiting, I don't know about all that. So um, I can give you coach speak and pretend that I do. <laughs> um, so, but the, the other part, what was the other part about? Just the four-may roster, yeah, um, based off the model of a player that you're actually looking yeah, for. Yeah, so the challenge on the roster um, is because of the different windows that you don't know what you have, you don't know what you're losing. You know, I mean, think about it this way. I mean, imagine in professional sports, really, I'm going to give you another window because grad transfers can still leave. They can leave in training camp. So imagine, like, in professional sports, which, again, we are, so – as far as it is with players, that you're coaching a player in camp and then they go, you know what, I don't like the way you're coaching me. I've graduated, so I'm going to go. I'm going to play for another team. Um, you know, and teams know that. I mean, people pre-portal and, um, you know, they know who's, who's going in. They know who's graduated. So you're really dealing with that too. And that messes kids up. I say like, it's really challenging for a kid. He's working out with his team in the offseason, but then other schools are calling him about going there and him being fully invested when, hey, the strength coach yells at me or I don't like this, where I am on the depth chart and I can, go, I can go, I can leave. You know, that's not really a good setup. And there's a reason I feel like in college sports, we usually always look at professional sports as like, okay, let's learn. They're usually ahead of us. You know, when it comes to systems and rules of the play, you know, um, on game day. So we usually copy them. And in this situation, it's like they have this model that works about free agency windows, about long term contracts. Um, again, like I said, look at all those great players. They just leave at any time during training camp. And for whatever reason, we, our model is not at all near theirs. So it's very, it's very difficult. And um, and you got dynamics in locker rooms too. Again, these players talk; they know what players get paid, and you got dynamics around the country. Well, wait, I've been here, I've made these plays, and that guy just got here, and he's going to make more money than me. So, <clears throat> again, not a good setup. Coach, we'll go right in front of you, third row, Kirk. Uh, Kirk Bowles from the Austin American Statesman. Uh, you mentioned boosters and the most aggressive and richest boosters will get the players. Where does Ole Miss boosters rank, uh, relatively speaking, in the SEC? And could you name two or three of your most impactful transfers you got? Well, I'm not about to start putting rankings out on boosters <laughs> <laughs> from top to bottom in the conference. Um, God, I want to so bad, though. <laughs> the commissioner said, remember, we've grown a lot, and you don't have to respond to every question, you know, to show everybody you have the answer. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that on this situation. Um, but 
like I said kind of before, you want to look at the best the best booster is in the country, and eventually the best the schools that have the most money that decide to pay the players the most, just look at recruiting rankings the next few years. And that, that'll give you your answer. Because again, it is what it is, guys, and you can't fault them. You had 18-year-old kids deciding where to go. The number one thing they decide on is money, their salary. I mean, I think you guys would have done that when you're 18. So, I mean, you can't fault them. Why you see some kids going, why is that kid going way over there? Well, you're going there because you're making more money. So um, you can't fault them for that. That's the, the setup that they're in. Um, we have so many transfers coming in, so many different spots. It would be hard to single guys out. Um, so it just is what it is nowadays. I mean, we look out there, and there's times that, you know, we joke and we like pause the film and go like, okay, well, there's, you know, we're like still learning names, but we know schools. We're like, well, there's a, there's a receiver from that school. There's a tight end from that. There's a receiver from that. The quarterbacks, USC, you know, the running backs, SMU, like, and you end up going like, wait, our whole skill roster <laughs> was from some other school. Like, like we're an NFL team, like we drafted them from somewhere. And we have time for two quick ones. We'll start over here on the right front row. There you go. Evelyn Van Pelt with the Rebel Walk. Um, you talked about it just a minute ago with the NIL and the locker room. How do you handle any kind of potential dissension? Because you're right, the players do know he makes this much and I make this much. Yeah, the question is about handling the locker room um, with the NIL issues and the players getting paid different, you know? And I, I, I try to teach our guys like real life and, you know, we say like pro mindset, like we have a pro mindset about how we run the program with guys and our expectations. So <clears throat> I get it because they come in complaining. You know, I've been here, you know, I transferred here and now this guy, we, we hear this guy's going to make more money than me. And I said, you know what? I'm not saying it's fair, but get ready. That's life. That's going to happen. You're going to be in the NFL locker room and you signed a contract and this new guy or you got drafted in the fourth round and this new guy coming in you're playing ahead of him and he makes more money than you and sorry to say i mean you want the real truth like i give him it depends when you went in you know guys make more now than when they went in the portal a year or two ago and then they used up their one-time transfer so i'm like hey i'm just teaching you how life works like it is what it is you know you used your window you don't have the leverage now to go in, you know, until you graduate because you can't go in a second time. So there's the truth of what really happens. And but I teach them, hey, you basically signed a contract, even though you don't have a real contract. Like you're here to play. You accepted whatever the terms are that you and the collective did. So go play and then figure it out after the season. You know, my dad used to say that to coaches in his first meeting of the year. Hey guys, quit worrying about your contracts or what. You say. Whatever you sign, it is what it is. Let's get together, let's play really well, let's coach really well, and then worry about that in the offseason. So that's what I tell them now. The best way you make more money is to play really well. Coach, we'll take one final question right in front of me, second row. 
Uh, yes, Coach uh, Kiffin, Drew DeArmond, WZZN Radio, Huntsville, Alabama. I remember vividly seeing a picture of you sitting in the stands at Pike Road High School watching Quinshawn Judkins. You had TJ Yeldon, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris. What did you see in Quinshawn that you thought was special, and how much better can he get? Well, Quinshawn is really special. I mean, think about what he did as a freshman, you know, um, to come in and have that workload. I think he led the SEC in carries and yards and touchdowns as a freshman so and like any freshman you can get a lot better in year two you know we're able to get kevin smith uh coach back from miami that's been with us before and so i think that that's really um beneficial for him to have him as someone that's also was a great college player that's gone through all this hype and that comes with it you know because that's his biggest challenge is his footwork and his pass protection even though he's really mature and a great kid. Guys, these kids are young, and now they're getting all that attention around the country. They're the best player, all the rat poison from your coach. And now they now they got money. So now it's kind of like, whoa, you talk about ego coming in. I mean, so this is a lot of challenges on these kids. Again, it's great they get paid, but here's a whole new set of challenge because a big motivation for a lot of players is to get to the NFL to get money. Well, now they already have money. so. There's a lot of challenges in here in dealing with, with ego, which is really dangerous. Coach, thank you for your time this morning. All right, guys, thanks. Have a good day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.